Trevor, What's the Rumpus? With Adrian Hanna, Ryder Step, Charles Thomas, and our special guest, Thomas Brindley. He's phoned in on a real phone. Did you just say Sir Thomas Brindley? No, I didn't. He said oh. and Thomas Brindley. <laughs> oh, and Thomas Brindley. Okay, that makes more sense. But I, I was going to say, that would be really impressive if you actually got knighted oh. recently and I didn't know it, and you were like, yeah, it's Sir Thomas Brindley coming, <laughs> coming at you in this podcast. All right, I'm going to start off, because uh, I've got like the best story to start off with ever. Officially released as of yesterday, Pirates 2, Stagnetti's Revenge. <laughs> Wait, are we really starting the first <laughs> the first podcast we're ever officially recording and it's porn? Yes. Didn't, yeah. we, didn't we talk about porn in the dry run too? Yeah, lots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so right, that so that I guess point my mom to the n- episode link for number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had to say. I just wanted to start that one off. <laughs> Some new porn came out today. Moving on. <laughs> Oh, shit. I just wanted to uh, throw that out there because I think it's ridiculous that they made a uh, sequel to the uh, the movie that they shouldn't have made in the first place anyways. Um, it was, like, and, the most successful porn movie of all time. Well, right? I know, but I'd still, I just, I, that's all I had to say was really that that came out, and I wanted to point it out that uh, they made a sequel to a movie, a porn movie. Now, here's here's my question. The first one, they actually made an R-rated version of it because yes. they thought it had a high enough production value that it could sell. Did, is there a Stagnetti's 2 that's not full of Yes, dawn? it's rated R. It's rated R. It's on Netflix. That's how well, I found wait, out wait. about it. So, okay, there's so the R version released today, or both versions, or is there only an R version? I don't know. All I know is that, that it uh, was released yesterday into the Netflix uh, library. Okay. I, I'm going to look this up right now, because if if they only released an R version, then it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Stagnetti's something? Stagnetti's Revenge. Stag- Who the fuck is Stagnetti? He was the bad guy in the first one that died that apparently comes back to life in this <laughs> one. What? What? Did you, like, read the plot synopsis very yes. carefully? All right. Okay. All right, stop. <laughs> I will read the plot synopsis to you right now. And try not to say anything until I'm done. I will let you know when I'm done. All right, here we go. Adult film vixen Jesse Jane stars in this epic swashbuckler that follows the further adventures of lusty Captain Reynolds after he discovers that his nemesis, the dread pirate Stagnetti, has returned from the dead. As Reynolds and his sexy crew hunt down the evil buccaneer, they confront dragons, skeletons, and sea monsters, and still manage some time in the sack. June directs this high-budget, special-effects-laden erotic romp. Done. <laughs> Special well, effects I'm sold. Laden. <laughs> uh, Do you have a story? Okay. I'm, yeah. My story was um, Dave at the Dentist. <laughs> have you seen this video, Chuck? No. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. Best video ever. You, well, Dave gonna, at the Dentist? Yes. Take some time and watch it. Yeah. Is it called David the Dentist? or is Something like that. Dave the Dentist? No. Dave no, no. after Dentist? Yes. It's, it's Dave after okay. Dentist. This is is it a little plot. kid? Yes. yes. Did you see it? He's. No, I'm watching it right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. How did it go? <laughs> it's it's hysterical. A- anyways, um, for the viewers that haven't seen it, you need to go yeah. watch it. Like... Kind of felt good, didn't it? 
Uh, oh my god, this kid is wasted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is real life. <laughs> okay, now... Okay, now I... I have two fingers. No, I Good. love you, man. Oh, <laughs> Four fingers? Alright. Nah, uh, uh, uh. Don't so, put that in... Don't put it in your If you haven't mouth. seen it, this is just a kid that okay. got way... Whoever his anesthesiologist, do you have one of those at a dentist? You feel yeah, good? It's, it's been a while since. I yeah, so they clearly gave him the big people drugs. Yes, you can. And, uh, he's he looks hammered. Really, stay in your seat. Um, <laughs> and I watching this, I can't help but think of the joke from Scrubs where they're like, "Well, have you ever seen a drunk baby?" You don't. And uh, now I have. No. <laughs> it's. Pretty much yes. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there was uh, oh! a. What the hell? Yes. Is he screaming? No, okay. Yeah. Don't I'm taking touch a screenshot it. and we're putting this Don't. in the show notes. Um, there's a YouTube ad at Dave After Dentist for anal because abscess. Because it'll mess up the stitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Button on my laptop keyboard fast enough. There was a there was a video done after that as like a Why response to it by uh, Chad Bader it's okay, from the but whatever show it's just that Chad from the Bader medicine. comes from. Okay, it's the, it's the exact same video, but with a guy in a Darth Vader suit instead. <laughs> of a little kid. No. It's it's ridiculous. No, it won't be forever. Um, my favorite part of the video is when he he looks at his dad and goes, "Is this real life?" <laughs> <laughs> That's like five seconds in. <laughs> I have two fingers. <laughs> Okay, so that was mine, and when when I checked this last week, because I was going to put it on the podcast last week, it had like 6 million views, and now it has 12 million. I was astonished. Yeah, Tom, if you get a chance to lo- look this up and watch it, you need to do it, because it is hilarious. Tom. I don't know if Brindley's there. He's probably, gra- he's probably grabbing I think we lost our special guest. Alright, um, so... I didn't actually prepare anything this week because I was pretty much convinced we weren't really going to do this. Uh, but I would like to talk about the whole uh, boxy Hulu thing. Yes, that oh, was yeah. one of my topics too. Okay, I figured it would be. I, I figured it would be on somebody else's list. But so um, I listened to the Engadget podcast for this week last night, and they were talking about the fact that I still haven't actually taken the time to read either of the, uh, the, the I guess, letters were released by the boxing creators and the uh, head of Hulu. Um, and so I was under the impression that Hulu was uh, had like made this decision to restrict access, and basically what it came down to was that um, the, the, the Hulu people are not are probably just as upset as the rest of the internet public and is and the rest of the boxy Hulu community because they they didn't want to do this, but their only two content providers, who are NBC and Fox, both said, you're going to take this down or we're going to remove our content, completely dev- removing the use of Hulu at all. So really they were pinned up against the wall. I read I read the blog posts, um, and the Hulu one was, like, super diplomatic, saying, you know, oh, well, this was a decision, you know, that had to be made, and... Uh, we're sorry about this, but this is just the way it is. And then they left the comments open and unmoderated for that blog post. 
on on the uh, the Hulu blog, so people could post whatever they wanted oh, to, really? and there was no moderation of content whatsoever. And and for the most part, the comments were very uh, well thought out complaints about this. It wasn't you know some it wasn't like reading YouTube comments. <laughs> really, what it comes down to it was <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they, the people were very, very thoughtful and intelligent in their comments about it, as far as what I read. Um, and, and you know, it's the the people that, that do Hulu, I think they they know what's going on. They're very aware of the fact that Hulu is basically the next step towards what's going to happen with media in the future. And uh, the, what is it, NBC that runs Hulu, that owns Hulu? It's NBC and Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they are just still stuck in their old mindset, and they can't do anything about it because, or Hulu can't do anything about it because it's not their decision, really, and they think it sucks just as much as everyone else does, but they can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what what I really wanted to talk about, which I think is a take that not a lot of people are going to going to move on everybody's everybody's pretty much saying what we have just reiterated which is hulu knows that this is a bad play but they have no choice and it's it's the legal team saying you know take this down or we're going to shut down the site essentially but what i wanted to discuss was um so a lot of people are saying well i mean hulu is an alternative but it's clearly not ideal i mean if you're if um the one of the guys on the Engadget podcast was pointing out because of the way the ads are done in Hulu, you have no choice but to watch the ads. Whereas if you were to TiVo it, then you can just fast forward through the ads, which is not an option you have on Hulu. And it, and then in addition to that, the quality is not as good, and it's streaming as opposed to you know live or recorded in in uh, HD or if not HD, at least better quality than what you're going to get streaming on the internet. So what I really wanted to discuss was clearly Hulu is a step in the right direction, but how how is a content provider going to figure out a way to do internet television in a way that is acceptable to the masses? Because think about think about what it takes right now in order to use Hulu on Boxy. If you do it on an Apple TV, you have to hack the Apple TV, load Boxy, and then watch Hulu. Through through Boxy any other way, you still have to have a PC and you have to you know know how to hook it up to your TV and then you have to run Boxy and then stream Hulu. So there's still plenty of hoops you have to jump through. And you know my grandmother is not clearly not going to do that, but everybody sees that it's only a matter of time before everything is internet driven. But there's so many steps that still have to be met before that's going to happen. Well, they're already making internet-capable TVs, TVs that actually go out on the, the internet so you can buy a TV and then go watch YouTube on your TV, and all it takes is taking it, plugging it in, plugging in the couple of cords, maybe even one extra cord from what you normally would for a TV, and boom, you've got the internet on your TV. It's not that much of a stretch to, to make it uh, so that something like Hulu is available on a TV by default. Hulu, Hulu to me was just like the the perfect. Uh, um, I can't think of the right word, and this is the perfect time for me to not think of good words to use. Um, I, Hulu, Hulu is a is is to me one of the one of the best um, 
technologies related, yeah, that's ever come out because I don't have I don't have cable. I don't want cable because it's it. I know that if I get cable, I will sit in front of a TV and I will get sucked in and I will never leave my house ever again. That's why I don't have cable. It's it's such a waste of time. It's such a sink of time that 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 I can't do it. Plus, I don't want to pay that much money for being a, having the ability to watch the nine or ten shows that I watch. Now, Hulu came out, and Hulu for me, I am like the. Hulu demographic, you know, <laughs> I download all the TV shows that I that I watch or I used to, and Hulu has at least fifty percent of the shows that I watch. So now instead of going out and downloading them, you know, which is obviously illegal, but ninety percent of the people out in there in the world do it anyways, including me. Uh, instead of doing that, I'm now watching them through a legitimate channel, and it was. I was I was I had Boxy installed on on a Linux machine, and uh, it was uh, it was more of a hoop to jump through for me to watch stuff on Hulu through Boxy, but I still did it anyways because I thought that that Boxy was a really is a really novel concept. I really like the social networking uh, aspect to it, um, but. Uh, um, you know, I don't like that that I can't watch Hulu on there anymore. I mean, yeah, it's less of a hassle for me to watch stuff now because I just go to Hulu <laughs> and watch it. But yeah. it's still, it's you know, being able to do that, being able to having the the ability to go and buy an Apple TV, put Boxy on it, set it up in front of my TV, and watch stuff on Hulu is appealing to me. And it just sucks that this happened because you know what are we, what are we going to do? I mean. Or you can write a letter to NBC, but who's some person's probably page? Yeah, probably some page. page. Yeah, fourteen guys in their basement who have an who have a hacked Apple TV running Boxy is not going to make a dent. And so, here I guess here's my next question: What do you think it's going to take in order for you know Grandma to fire up an internet device instead of a cable box? I mean, is it is it just a matter of is it just a matter of the cable company giving delivering channels over the internet and so grandma doesn't even know there's a difference anyway i mean is that what it is is it's, there a- it's going to be an ease of use yeah. situation mm-hmm. okay. um honestly though to, to be perfectly blunt it's going to take the 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 older generation to die for that to happen yeah, yeah. you know die. grandma's yeah. going to have to be you know yeah, yeah. which is right? a shame grandma's going to have to be the the put her out on the ice slab and let her float away into the ocean and then rethink the infrastructure well and that's another quick uh, another another thing that actually just popped into my mind as i was making a joke about uh <laughs> killing my grandmother um once once again not an episode for my mother uh, <laughs> so um what about what about infrastructure does i i know i've it's been a very long time since i've thought about the 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 internet infrastructure in the country but i know one of the things that happened to me was you know until a subdivision moved in across the street from where my parents' house is, we couldn't get broadband no matter what we did. Our, our options were satellite, which still – I don't know if – I think they've fixed this since then, but the option for satellite was you had download over the satellite and upload was still over a modem, which is the most retarded internet of all time. I mean th- that's just crap. And it, so it was either that or dial-up, 
and you know, had the cable company not had to run a line out there because there were 50 new homes going in, my parents would still have dial-up to this day. And they, I, it's not like they live out in the middle of Montana, 50 miles from civilization. I mean, they live 10 minutes outside of town, a, a town of 40,000 people. Well, it's uh, that's again another situation that's just not going to get resolved very easily. Um, you know, you look at other countries that do have things set up that way. You look at their their infrastructure. Their infrastructure is government subsidized. That's mm-hmm. like Japan, for instance. Being that I lived in Japan, I happen to know this that um, any time that that uh, houses are are built, not that that happens all that much anymore because there's not that much space, but there's lines run for telephone and cable because the telephone company and the cable company are actually branches of the government. And uh, that's really the only way you're going to get something like that to happen because otherwise you've got the cable company going, well, it's not going to make us, it's not going to make us enough money to run cable to 10 minutes out of a town of 40,000 people. There's already a lot of government initiatives to bring uh, broadband to rural areas, and it's very beneficial to the ISPs because then they do get that grant money, and the startup cost is effectively free, depending on what the grant is, and then they can just start making their profit like they normally would. <clears throat> and when I worked for an ISP, we did uh, wireless broadband, broadband over 900 megahertz, and we brought broadband to hundreds of people that didn't have any broadband and couldn't have capability so if you live up really high and don't have trees around your house then that was an option which was cool ymax yeah ymax is another solution and um um, satellite is way better now but nobody will nobody know people don't know about it and it has a bad rap like chuck talked about um, I've used it fairly mm. recently, and I was at the guy's house, and I pulled, like, 15 meg down from the internet, and even though the upload was, like, 128k, it was still extremely usable, besides the big initial delay, and that wasn't even too terrible. Uh, satellite has not come down in price, and I think it is actually just a cost issue. They, um, like, you can't install, uh, broadband satellite unless you're a licensed installer, and it's because you're sending satellite signal not just receiving on the new ones so when you send satellite signal you have to be like super licensed and there's all kinds of regulations so it's expensive all right um how about uh how about the the pirate bay trial (laughs) Uh, that that always makes me laugh when i see the stuff um i don't really know a whole lot about this i read a little bit but things keep changing and i I just i can't keep up with that um So Pirate Bay, uh, the probably the top uh, torrent website on the internet is it's uh, the biggest track. Uh, not not probably one. It's I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, some uh, one of the gadget blogs put out this thing showing that fifty percent of the trackers active on the internet are from Pirate Bay. <laughs> Impressive. Nice. Anyways, they're on trial right now. Or I don't even remember what the Copyright. original what the original uh, charges brought up on them were, but uh, because recently <laughs> half the charges got dropped, and then they the uh, prosecution went and changed around all the charges that they had on the table still. 
and I that just happened today, and I don't know what's going on, but uh, I don't know. I wh- what do you guys think about it about the, this this whole thing? What's your um, stance on it? I think they're trying to sue people that don't have any money or resources. So it's 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 like another uh, the guy. There was a guy at Michigan Tech, the university that all of us attended, who was sued for like twenty eight trillion dollars, and they ended up getting like. $10,000 from him, but they made an example. So I think it's the same thing that they're saying. Even if you're in Sweden, even if you're protected and that's such a horrible money, thing of, they're still going to come after you. That's such a stupid thing, though, because these guys... The, so I don't know if you saw this, but the Pirate Bay thought they were that their trial was going so well that they threw a giant party. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awesome. It's a Friday... Friday night or Saturday night, they were like, oh, yeah, first week of the trial's over. Let's throw a freaking rave. <laughs> and so they had a giant party, and they had local DJs come and, and freaking rock out. And, they, like, of all the people that you want to go after, like, I understand. So it makes sense to take the Pirate Bay down because they are known on the Internet for flaunting <laughs> the rules and for oh, just, yeah. like, we're going to do this, and there's nothing you can do about it because we're here. And so the natural thing to do is you take the biggest guy out at the knees, and then other people are like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Except that model doesn't work in distributed computing yeah, or distributed it, it's peer-to-peer. Worked, it's worked so, so far with some things. Um, some people have been successful with that tactic, and now people are afraid. Like music? Yeah, music, but the music it's, it's not going to work for BitTorrent. No, probably not. <laughs> Well, the other thing is, it's so difficult to take the Pirate Bay down that right now, not only are they alienating people that might be on their side because they're fighting a lost cause, but they're, they're, so they're they're losing resources and they're they're not going to win. At best, I predict that Pirate Bay gets a slap on the wrist, which is probably not even that is probably not that likely. And all they're doing is feeding the fire. And so now everybody's like, oh, what's this Pirate Bay I heard about in the news? I, you know, not that anyone actually hasn't heard of Pirate Bay that would go to a site like that. <laughs> That's but, true. you know, um, it's just, it's it's feeding the fire. It, you're, you're trying to put out a grease fire with water, and it's it's not going to work. It's going to explode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was uh, like, uh, I remember reading this or watching this when uh, Metallica went to gov- the government and told them that, that Napster let them down, let people download their music for free, and Napster's subscriptions went up by like $2 million went during this broadcast, roof. because everyone was like, I can get music for free? This is before people knew that they could get it for free. And they just started <laughs> going, hey, Napster, this is sweet, I can get anything I want. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was the same thing. Okay, so just just in case uh, you haven't been to the Pirate Bay recently, uh, they have uh, comics, political cartoons on their webpage now about the trial. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I and I also read one time somebody was talking about back when radio first came out. Um, people were like, "You can't, you can't broadcast our music for free." People then no one's gonna buy it. <laughs> it's like, and now radio. Yeah. It, is it making people not buy music? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, and it, the, the whole the same thing happened when cassette came out. It was yeah. like, oh, you can I record, can record things off the radio, yeah. or I can record tapes from other tapes. <laughs> the world is going to end. You know, the, the, everybody at the MPAA had a freaking stroke, and then what happened? People kept buying music. Yeah. I mean, just in different ways. 
We'll just it, it, it'll we'll, it'll figure itself out. Well, yeah, it, the the market is going to sort itself out, but it's really frustrating waiting for that to happen. Uh, yeah. Because all of these suit suits and ties don't understand these new models, and when they try and when they when they honestly try to figure this out, they just fumble through it and create things like DRM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and DRM has hurt so many people that have actually paid for music, because. Uh, there was an XKCD comic about that. I don't know if you guys saw that, where he said that if you buy DRM music and then your DRM server goes down, you have to break the DRM, which means that you're breaking the law. <laughs> so it's just as criminal to anyway. get DRM music yeah. as it is to get non-DRM music illegally. So there's a, but there's a lot yeah, of people. You can buy it for a fourth time. Yeah, or you can just make sure you get non-DRM music whenever you buy it, which is cool. Yeah, that's something that blows me away, and I don't, real, I don't, I just, I, the whole, oh, I bought this on tape. Oh, now I have to buy it again on CD because I don't have a tape player anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh well, now if I want it on my iPod, I have to buy it in MP3 format or MP4, whatever Apple. And then uses. I can only put it on five devices. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, 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 uh, I've always been had a problem with that. Yeah. But you know what? I was just thinking about this. People who use the Pirate Bay or whatever and, and steal TV and movies and music and whatever else, you know, that usually you talk to them and they're saying, oh, well, you know, I'm against the the way that the industry is now and this is my way of fighting it. You know what? I, to be honest with you, that's not the reason I do it. I do it because I want the music and I don't want to have to pay for it. That's really what it comes down to for me. You know, that's, that's, why, I, that's why I steal shit on yeah. the Internet. But Right, but see... Th- w- the thing is, not everybody is like that, and the number of people that have started using iTunes because they can, because they have easy access, and they, you know, you don't even have to leave your house and go to the record store. You, and you don't have to buy a single. You <laughs> just download the one song you want. Yep, or two, uh, even if it's not a popular for one. Anybody that hasn't seen the show a million times, um, you know. But anyway, there are there is a market for this, and. I, it, it's not me because I don't want it. I'm cheap, and <laughs> yeah, so I would too. rather not have it. I would rather not have it and not pirate it than than legitimately pay for it and have it. That's just the way I do things. My, so uh, if if somehow magically overnight BitTorrent exploded and there was no way to get anything except to actually pay for it, I would just read a lot more. <laughs> you know? uh, that's but, true. But there are. There are plenty of people that are gonna they're gonna pay for songs and they're gonna pay for services like Netflix and they're gonna pay for whatever. And the the sooner people start jumping on this technology and and leave the old paradigm, as awful as that sounds, and pretentious and self righteous, <laughs> the, the sooner the better. And so I don't know if maybe they're just trying to hold on to it while they develop their new shtick. Because, I mean, admittedly, nobody can think of a good way to do this. Mm-mm. So maybe it's just that they have to hold on to this until they can think of something better. But, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. So as soon as they start losing money, overnight they're going to come up with something. Because they will have no choice. Um, going back to what you said earlier in your rant or monologue, <laughs> um, you were talking about people that actually use the, use the iTunes uh downloading and paying and it's super convenient and one of them is is my uncle and it was really interesting watching him because i'd never like 
been around somebody who seen someone he, pay for yeah <laughs> i've never seen it before and it was really interesting to me because he was like oh i want to get this song and i'm like oh, okay can i install some software i can probably get a hold of that it's not that hard and he's like oh i'll just use itunes and i'm like you mean pay a dollar for a song <laughs> <laughs> yeah and why would you pay a dollar for a song when you could spend four hours trying to download <laughs> exactly it but but his like literally his time is worth way more than my time it just it, it in straight economics. Yeah. Um. He's working all the time. He's self. He's not self-employed. He's a business owner that owns multiple businesses. So him wasting four hours trying to get a free song is like losing twenty thousand dollars in revenue for no reason when he could just get it. So he was just like, oh, I'll download it, and he downloaded all the music. They were having a party that night, and he was like getting suggestions on party songs and for for the old people. <laughs> and I showed him you could look through for playlists on iTunes, like search 80s party mix, and it would show people's party mixes. And he was like, oh, I'll get this one. And it was like $15, like 15 songs. I know you can do that. <laughs> yeah, and so he was just like grabbing these songs, and then he had all this music for the party. And yeah, then that's he, that's actually uh, one thing that the iTunes has up on on the rest of the uh, the music library software market is the fact that they do have the iTunes Store and it is super super interactive in what you can do once a week. I don't know if they still do this, but but they used to have once a week they would have an artist give them their uh, top ten playlist and explain why each song was on their playlist. Sweet. And it was it was really cool. I actually saw that one time and it was a long time ago. It's something they've been doing since since like the the get go. Yeah, I guess I guess I didn't realize that the only time I had seen it it was like a celebrity playlist. I don't rem- I don't know why I remember this, but it was Kiefer Sutherland and one of the songs was Humble Pie's Thirty Days in the Hole. Totally useless to know. Uh <laughs> but I guess <laughs> I guess I didn't realize that any schmuck could up- upload a playlist and then make it an, an iTunes store thing. Like what happens if they if they put a song on the playlist that's not available in the iTunes store? Is that even a thing anymore? Yeah, it still shows the song, but it, you can't download it. It just shows the title. Oh, so okay. you, you can see what it is, but you can't download it. But, I mean, this was, I haven't used it for a little while. I'm assuming that there's way more music now. Well, they, they, still, really... have, they still have, uh, and they just, they uh, like, within the last year started doing the whole uh, genius thing, where oh, yeah. it'll actually recommend music to you while you're playing your music. Yeah. Or you can click on a song and say, make a genius playlist, and it'll say, oh, here's a bunch of songs that you already have in your library that are similar to this song that you might want to listen to if the, you're in the mood to listen to this song. Oh, there was one thing I was going to say about iTunes. One more. Oh, DRM-free. iTunes now has DRM-free downloads. For those of you who were totally against iTunes, now it's not so bad. (laughs) So you can put it on more than five devices. I was going to say one more thing about my uncle. He also asked me, he goes, so I get a new computer every once in a while. How do I take the music from my iPod and put it on my computer? And I rolled my eyes and told him that there's not an easy way to do it. I told him if he wants to do that, don't use an iPod. <laughs> that was my suggestion. He's had, he's had to do it so many times, and I've helped him a few times on it, and he was just frustrated that he couldn't, like, music that he owns, like I said, he owns all this music. It's music he's only ripped from CDs and only downloaded from the iTunes store, and he can't transfer it to new computers, and he gets limited when it hits five computers. So it's stupid. I have a suggestion for that. Because iTunes does that whole uh, 
organize my library for me thing, and it mm-hmm. you can you can set up iTunes to rename files based on the tag information. So if his tag information is up to date, he can just rip the files off the iPod and dump them into a folder, and then yeah, let I iTunes do the it, work. I, I did that at work actually, and his is all named properly, so he could do that. But it's still not as easy as just plugging his iPod and going, oh, sync with this computer, which is what he wants to yeah. do because well, he doesn't have time. <laughs> that's that's another case of Apple being an industry leader and then f- screwing everyone that tries to make things easier for them. And and by that, I mean not the way Apple wants you to do it. And so you have to jump through all these stupid hoops. Mm-hmm. And so For any of you who are listening to this who have never tried to look at the file structure on an iPod, try and find a file, and I, I, I dare you to try and find a specific song on on, hosted on an iPod, it's practically impossible. Yeah, hash lookup tables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. My my next one, since Adrian was signaling me, the Dell Adamo <laughs> is it Adamo? A D A M O. It's a it's like a super ultra portable, super skinny, stylish, whatever. Yeah, it's super thin. Oh, it's like a MacBook Air. It's like a com- competition for MacBook Air directly. What about the VioP? Is that? Yeah, that's well, it's bigger than that. It's a real laptop. Oh, okay. <laughs> the advertising that Dell is putting out, the official stuff. Oh is my god! So pretentious. Did it's Adamo it? by Dell dot com. Yeah, yeah. And I just like, click on it. it and there's looks like, uh, there's a, a French woman in a giant hat. Yeah. yeah, and click United States. Oh, and it's then flickering. Just, it's oh, flickering bad. That's because I have Linux, oh, probably. Um, but oh, it's just like the the most pretentious advertising I've ever seen ah! for anything. <laughs> so there's sound. <laughs> oh, wow, this is really all. Yeah. And so I saw that, and I was like, I need to talk about this that on the like podcast. It's like a fucking Abercrombie and Fitch ad. Exactly. <laughs> and it's for a computer. Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's pretty ridiculous. How do I turn the music off? Okay, this is unbelievable. I actually know of something more absurd than that. So my my cousin came to visit me uh, recently in New York, and we decided to meet at Grand Central Terminal, which is pretty much the worst place to meet people, unless, except for maybe Times Square. Uh, but anyway, so I get out of the I get out of the the uh, tunnel the and I'm trying to find him, and he's like, oh. I'm by the girls modeling computers, and I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? I get out of the tunnel, and there's these four super skinny chicks, probably in blonde wigs, and they're, they're like, pretending to be statues, but they're holding Sony VOPs, and they're just, like, standing there. And then after a couple of more minutes, they'd, like, move into this other super awkward pose that would you would never try and use a computer in, and then they just stand there again. I... Oh, so, so I think this is a thing, because I saw a video today of guys with the Sony VOP doing flips and ninja moves while holding a Sony VOP, <laughs> and they, they're they they're shirtless, too, which is totally gay, and the, the article I saw was like, wow, that's really gay. <laughs> yeah, but I, I will say, in, in that ad's defense, I have always wanted a laptop small and light enough that I could do ninja flips using it. That's that's like every nerd's wet dream is to like climb up a tree using a grappling hook and then browse the internet when you're up there. A grappling hook that comes out of the computer. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yes. 
like expansion like the, slot grappling hook. <laughs> like like the belt that Batman has that the shoots utility it. belt. Yeah, the, it, he shoots it and it like <laughs> can hold his weight even though it's coming off his belt and it's like this <laughs> this razor thin wire that you can barely see. Yeah. And then when he had to ask what's her face, well, how much she weighed? Yeah. And she lied to him. Yeah. That was in Batman One, nineteen eighty nine. <laughs> for those of you who didn't know, Michael Keaton and Kim Basinger. <laughs> oh, King Basinger is yeah. who it was. Yeah, it was it was also in one of the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies. Was it? Oh, was that for, had to be? Oh, that was after definitely it, the the oh, first yeah. one I think with uh, in the in the library Golden. Yeah, it was Goldeneye yeah. because the, it was the same. The oh, yeah, there was a level on the Nintendo sixty four <laughs> yeah. shooter. The we stacks. all played that. Yeah, <laughs> best, yep. best best level ever. No one could play Odd Job. <laughs> This this is actually this is a quick one and I don't know how much longer we we want to go because we we're hitting we're approaching the hour mark uh if we want to do another round but I saw this today and I have not been this excited about computer hardware in quite some time uh I'm trying to find the the thing now because I'm, I there's no way I'm going to remember the name yeah okay so it's uh, imagine this if you wall if you will. So you've got a wall wart or you know a big power brick thing, and so it looks like it's just a power brick with no cords on it. And then you look closer at it, and there's an Ethernet port, uh, what looks like mini USB, regular USB, and maybe some sort of SD card expansion slot. And it's a $100 Linux computer with a 1.2 gigahertz ARM processor. 512 megabytes of RAM and a USB 2 port. I saw this today, too, and so did Adrian, because he was looking at me going, I saw that! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. That's yeah. pretty rad. It, well, looks like a piece of, it looks like a white power adapter. That's the downside yeah. of uh, I'm yeah. following you on Google Reader, Chuck, is I oh, know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this thing draws 5 watts of power. It's a 1.2 gigahertz processor with 512 megabytes of RAM. This thing... Is awesome. I can just imagine walking into a server room, uh, like some cheap ass, brand new startup with just like hundreds of these stuck into power ad- adapters, like wrapped around walls. <laughs> I mean, th- this is so cool to me. I-, I don't. Maybe it's because I've been trying to find some server hardware that draws l- low power, and this is half as much power as the. Uh, uh, smallest power consumption computer I could find. <laughs> I'm I'm completely impressed by this. Well, and it's got the USB plug, so that means you could get something. Just off the top of my head, something like a Drobo, plug it in there, or and then you've got essentially <laughs> in infinite storage space. Set it up as a as some kind of download server, file server, whatever, and plug it in in the corner, and you're done. If it's, you do NAS. Yeah, low power, that's awesome. The uh, I was looking at the NVIDIA ION platform, too, which is like 15 watts or something like that, and it has like a real GPU, uh, Intel Atom 330, which is like 1.6 gigahertz. So not much processing power, but they say it'll do uh, HD video playback from a box that's like half the form factor of a Mac Mini. Nice. <laughs> so that's cool. And low power. Yeah, that's... It's it's interesting to see, you know, when when I built my first computer, it was, you know, the the bigger the case, the the bigger your penis and the more awesome your computer. And now it's it's very much not that way anymore. I just got to throw this out there right now. I was uh, pulling some of my stuff out of my uh, the attic 
in my house, and uh, I came across my old computer case from when I first moved up here, and it's like a it's like an eight bay tower. I mean, the thing <laughs> goes up to my waist. I'm six three, and it goes up to my waist. Those are awesome. And it was ridiculous, and I obviously don't use it. It's anymore. probably like worth like forty dollars in scrap metal now. Probably, yeah, <laughs> because it probably weighs eighty. Yeah, that's pounds. Uh, that's what. That's what the shell of uh, former recently decommissioned server box was too. Yeah. It, had, it was a seven bay tower, or well, my, no, it was it was seven, yeah, seven bay. My my home server is a four U rack mount. That's <laughs> it's probably like three two feet deep, like twenty four inches. Yeah, I just measured it for some work because we had the same case. Twenty four inches deep, four U, and so it's pretty monstrous, but not like waist high, sitting in the closet chilling. How much power does that thing draw? I did I tell you about this? Like 110, 120 watts tops, with four hard drives, really? a RAID controller. I'm using the Intel BE processor, which is like a 45 watt envelope, and it has onboard video, so that helps too. But it's like it's really low. <laughs> that's yeah, that's low. That was my whole reason. My my I found out my power bill now that I've gotten two of them is 120 bucks a month. And I live in a one-bedroom apartment, so... Oh, well, my, my desktop computer draws uh, 460 watt... Or no, 370 at idle, and, like, <laughs> almost 500 when it's going full bore playing games. The, I have a 30-inch monitor now. I did it at work. It, it draws 130 to 140 watts, depending on the brightness. So, it's pretty... I use a lot wow. of power. That's crazy. I... So Meanwhile, that... I'm trying to find the the best solution to use the smallest amount of power. I but that's what I did with my server. I try to shut my computer down and make it sleep and stuff like that, but I use it too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm okay. calling it a show. I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah, we've we've rounded what, the circle. What is the rumpus? <laughs> So, so that is that the, is the rumpus. That is the rumpus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Newspaper confirmation <laughs> never ends this election. Every year, the words are true. But I'm the one with the words that stay out of sight. That's not really true. This show was brought to you by the Letter B. Show notes available at whatsthenotice.podbean.com. Our theme song was provided by the band Curious Hands and can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Forever?